Welcome to the Mexico Business Now podcast. This is A View from the Top, an open space for industry experts to share knowledge, information, and expertise on the most relevant topics, events, and happenings on their corresponding sectors. Welcome, everyone, to this special edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast. I'm your host for the day, Alejandro Salas, Managing Editor of Mexico Business. Today with me, I have Carlos Vizcaya. They are a sociologist and master in political sciences and social studies from UNAM. They are specialists in gender studies, human rights, queer theory, sociology of the body, and the census. Welcome, Carlos. It's an honor to have you here. Hello there. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invite, Alejandro. It's always a pleasure to meet with you. Thank you. If you don't mind, before we start with the questions, could you please introduce yourself, what you do, some of the studies you have in this important area? Of course, I am, as you said before, I'm a sociologist. I've got a master's degree in political science and social studies. And I think the most important part of the things I've done is that I've worked with a nonprofit organization. Like for a long time, I dedicate all of my myself to to the human rights advocacy, in particular in Aguascalientes. And in there, I was helping one non-profit organization with specific cases about forced disappearing and feminicides. It was very strong. It was a very strong learning. It was very painful also. But at the same time, it was very significant for my life to make clear, to get clarity about what I want in life, what I want to do with the things I know, what what I need to do for the human rights advocacy. Beyond that, I've been specialized, as you said, in sociology of the body, specifically in the part of the sexuality, the homoerotic sexuality. And I mean, all my work is like in kind of sense of that, um, study the bodies in the social dynamics, how we construct ourselves. We are not just an organic body, we are a social body. And in that social body, how we learn things, how we express ourselves, how we interact with each other. So I think that's the most important part of my work. You can also reach me in another podcast in Spotify. You can reach my name. I've been working with a lot of persons. You can reach all my investigation in academia.edu. And well, you have mentioned very interesting topics. And now I would like to jump into the questions, given that I would like to touch upon something you mentioned. We are not an organic body, but a social body. Referring to that phrase and taking into account that June was Pride Month, which confronted us with many issues regarding the LGBT community, could you talk about the importance of some of the different terms used within the community to refer to people properly? Well, I want to start like thinking in two separate ways because most of the people and now in our context think that we are a new invention. We are like our pronouns are just new, but historically we have been here. We have been in the history. We have been in the books. We have been making art, culture, music, all kind of things. So it is not new. It is important to mention for all the listeners that we are not new. We are being here. We are being a struggle with a lot of violence in history. So it's important to say that we are not a new, we are not a new invention. We are always been here. And the important part of this moment we are living on is that the way we name each other, the way we name ourselves, it is important now because we now have the mechanisms, the tools to call ourselves 
to name ourselves, to claim our struggles, our pain, or crying also. So even though we are not new, the new ways, the new tools, the new mechanisms to call ourselves, to name ourselves, to be part of this history are new. So I think in terms of community, in terms of networks, we need to use them. We need to use the new mechanisms, the new tools, the new strategies we have already to be present, to be part of our community, to make alliance with another vulnerable groups. So to your questions, in our context, we are having a lot of issues. We think we passed on a move on, but we are getting backwards. So it is important now use those tools, use those mechanisms to strong our communities, to strong our, our alliance. So in terms of community, I think that that is important. That is important. Use the new tools we have to name ourselves to be part of history. Excellent. I think one of the main things you are mentioning is visibility. The importance of having this community and being visible in all aspects of our lives. In that sense, how important and how developed is the issue of LGBTQ plus visibility in the workplace? Well, I think it's important because nowadays using those new mechanisms and tools globally in our space jobs, it is important because prior to this, we don't have it. We have to leave no mention the things we like, no mention our significant others to our colleagues, you know, like a basic communication was not possible prior to this time because we are not comfortable. We are no if we are sharing in a safe place. So I think in that way, now it is important the visibility and it is important that all the companies have mechanisms to respect that part, that essential part to be visible, to be ourselves in all of life scenarios. So I think it's very important because when the companies, when our space jobs let us be who we are, we can develop ourselves in the best possible way. We can expand our knowledge, expand our capabilities to be a best leader, a best colleague, a best thinker for a better solutions in our companies in our space jobs now i'm working with a global company in the u.s and enter that company and knowing that i have all that mechanism that i got the support i grab the pride group from my local country and for all the global mechanisms to be present in the company it's important because always i can have the chance to speak to my leader about the things i don't feel comfortable to speak about what i like to be called my pronouns and i think that embrace and enhance my daily work my ability to work with others because if there is no communication if there's no possible way to be myself in the space that i basically live daily because it's more of the time we spend in our jobs. I think that's important. And it's important also to recognize all the challenges that we already have, the companies already have, because we need to embrace also and be accountable for our privilege. It's not the same experience be a cis-passing person in our space job that a trans woman, a trans man, a non-binary person, even though I identify myself as non-binary. I mean, I have is passing. So that's privilege I need to be accountable for because I think other colleagues, maybe it's more complicated to be themselves in the companies, to be themselves in the space world. So yes, it is very important. I think it's um, a duty and the company's duty to be and offer those spaces for their colleagues. See, you touch on a very relevant subject, feeling safe in the workplace. Now I would like to address the other side of the spectrum, LGBT phobia. How can a person present themselves in such a situation or what sort of issues could develop in these cases? Well, it is important to know that 
and recognize that we live, we have particular context. We grow, we learn in particular cultural, political, religious context. So the first step to break the homophobia, the social status quo is embrace who we are. And I think even though it sounds like the easy part of the process, I think it's the most important because it's important to recognize that some people stay in that place. Don't be themselves because of the way they grow, the way they learn things about the social, cultural, religious experience in their life. So I think when we are talking to be ourselves in space, we need to recognize that maybe there is colleagues that there will never be out of the closet because that's a personal decision that's that's an intimate decision that it's to be made and it's okay if it's it, it's not if you are not out of the closet but that is not going to be the same experience for everyone so we need to recognize that it's a struggle to be ourselves first of all to be ourselves in a daily basis but when we are additional to talking workspaces, it is more difficult because you don't know how the other people perceive yourself, how the other people learn about gender, about sexuality, about all the things that make us a particular person. So it is important. It is a challenge. I think it's daily work for companies to offer that mechanism, that tools for all the colleagues. Because uh, yes, the homophobia is there, we cannot deny that. And sadly, it's part of our culture and we need, it is a, a daily struggle we need to look for. So yes, I think that the homophobia is there, always is there. We need to be alert of that. But if the companies offer kind of spaces, kind of way, kind, kind of networks to be part of our community, I think that will be the first step to break and create safe spaces in our jobs. No? Don't get me wrong. I mean, there is spaces, companies like mine, like this is offering those safe spaces, but it is a struggle. It's a daily struggle. The companies need to be aware of that, that we don't can force to be out of the closet. And, we do, yeah, and also we, we can force ourselves to be always openly about our sexuality, our identity, because we are scared. We have to, to fight for our lives in daily basis. So homophobia is there. We need to, companies need to embrace that. Homophobia is there because it's part of our context of cultural context, but companies need to be aware of that and need to get new mechanisms to make us feel safe. That's very interesting and a very current issue. With all the pride campaigns we've seen lately, one of our other interviews of the podcast discussed rainbow washing. So I would like to know your perspective on the challenges companies face to present a good allyship strategy without falling on rainbow washing. I think in that way, it's a very thin line to be a, an ally and also pass to be a, a pink washer you know, in the LGBTQ community. So the easy way, I think, from my experience, the first step for companies, for all the allies, it's always think about the others before us i mean we cannot as companies as allies to be the first voice we need to let our colleagues that struggle with those identities with those vulnerabilities to be the face to be the voice for that fight so i think the first step is, is that companies cannot be they can be supportive they can offer the space the resources for their their colleagues to express themselves and participate in activities like these, but they cannot be, and also the allies, they cannot be the main voice. They cannot be the representation of it. They need to recognize that the diversity 
in their companies, in their daily spaces. So I think that will be my best approach. I mean, because it's always be the companies, it will be the allies trying to participate in events. And I recognize that. I rec- We need to recognize that that attempts to be part of the but we need to embrace and companies need to embrace that part, the accountability of not be only the only voice, because sometimes we have cis heterosexual white men being the main voice for a LGBT community fight. So I think that that cannot be possible. That's the thin line between be part and and be a pink washer for the LGBTQ movement. So I think that will be my first approach. Let our colleagues, let the colleagues you know be the voice, be the presentation, be the people in front for these spaces. That's very true. It's quite common for cis hetero males to dominate the conversation. That is a very interesting subject given that pride is a fight as well as a celebration of the community. We normally tend to focus a lot on what we as part of the LGBTQ plus community are going through and want to say. But it's also important to help those outside the community to understand why the struggle is important and why we are fighting. How do you think these activities could better reach people outside the community to understand these issues and understand their relevance? Um, as I said before, the struggles, the fight, the vulnerabilities are being in history. We are being struggle with those. And, and yes, as you said, there's always a point of view that they are asking, why is not a straight bright one? So I think the first step for allies, I think the first step to educate each other is that we, in our daily basis, we live particular griefs, particular pains, particular struggles, particular challenges. And in that particularities, we recognize our difference. We recognize the diversity of who we are. So the first step, I think, and the most important thing in this part in teach other, because it's, it is not our responsibility. It's not our responsibility to educate other people, the outsiders, because it is not our job, because our job is keep us alive, keep us with job, keep us with joy. In that case, I think the most important part when we trying to make alliance, we try to educate our people about the struggles, the challenge we live in daily basis, I think will be the first step is like tending them to to listen other person because as I said before, we grow, we learn in a particular context. And that context, at least in Mexico, is a, a religious, a patriarchy context. We live, we grow, and you and myself and other LGBT person in this country, we grow with that context. We internalize homophobia. We live with violence in daily basis. So I think the first part to be a true ally and to understand why not all the difference feels the same is learning about the other experience. Because when you listen another experience, another way to embrace certain type of violence, you learn that sometimes your struggle is not the same. And I'm thinking more particularly, thinking about intersection, intersectionality, is not my same experience. The way I live as a trans woman of color live, a a homeless person live their lives being LGBTQ. So I think listen, another experience, another struggles make us more understandable about why sometimes we live in our privilege. We, We have privilege. So I think that will be the most part. We don't need to educate other people. We don't need to be always the good person to each others. But 
my main advice would be listen to others, listen their struggles, listen their grips, listen another person's challenge in their daily basis. Because when we listen, when we understand others' life, we can be more approachable to understand why there is no need for a trade pride moment, because there is no need, because they can live freely in daily basis. We cannot. So I think the first step is listen to each other, listen another histories, because when we are not listening, we are living in our privilege and we think everything is well, everything is going okay with with the war, but we we actually not. So, so when we listen, when we listen others, when we ask others, we understand more. We understand the particular struggles other person lives. Of course, and that's why representation is so important in all aspects of our lives, not just in the media, but everywhere. Exactly. That's, that's important to let other people be the voice of their own battles, of their own struggles. Yes, that's, that's important for they to be in the front. Excellent. Now, for one of the last questions that I'd like to ask. We are currently seeing a new wave of anti-LGBTQ plus regulations, not only in Mexico, but in the U.S. as well. What can we as Mexicans and as part of the business community do to minimize the repercussions and effects of these ideas and to even combat them? I think we live in a sad context nowadays because we think we have been making advance in this fight. But in the news, in the social media, we are seeing like we are getting backwards. We are getting in the way we, we need to to hide ourselves, to be more conscious about our context. We cannot walk freely any longer because when we listen in social media, in the mass media, in the news, all the new violence we live on, the new attacks, the LGBTQ community suffers in daily basis. I think it's a sad context nowadays, but I think it's not entirely a bad news because as I mentioned before, there is a philosopher, a French philosopher, Michel Foucault, that says that historically there is always a power that, that is trying to hide us, to normalize us, to make us part of the status quo, to make us be who we are not. But always, historically, there has been escapes, a point of escapes, a leaks, in the system, a leaks in the power we live on to be ourselves. And I think that that's the more, most important part, at least in Mexico, we need to recognize that there is a lot of initiatives trying to fight those those backwards uh, movements from the our social context. And i thinking about JECA, that is a social organization in Mexico that fights for homeless LGBTQ community and fights for them, for the recognition, for health access and home access. And I think we need to recognize those particular cases, those particular initiatives that they are making to escape those violence. So it is a sad context. It's always a sad moment to think of the news what are happening in the U.S. with the drug, for example, but in here with the public policy that the politicians are trying to move forward about gender identity and pronouns as an example. So, yes, I think we need to recognize because it's not all laws and there has been always and will be initiatives, persons, a strong fight to be ourselves, to be at least live with dignity, naming ourselves in our daily basis, not hide anymore in, in any context. I think 
we are living on in a dangerous world for LGBT community. Yesterday, I saw in the news that uh, Spain, Brazil, and US are the most dangerous countries for the LGBT community, and and that's shocking because we we I think we are moving forward, but but it's, we are not. But we need to recognize that that always there is an effort to hide us, to normalize us, but. We have been here and we historically we have been here making all the things beyond that, beyond the politicians, beyond the religious, beyond the status quo. We have been making efforts historically to be ourselves and live with dignity, calling ourselves as we are, to live our life as we are. Great, Carlos. And if you could give a piece of advice to anyone listening to the podcast, what would it be? Go and listen. Go and listen because my main piece of advice will be we need to be accountable for our privilege we need to be accountable for the things that are easy for us because it's not the same experience for everybody for in the lgbt community we need to recognize the difference between each other and when we recognize that when we listen other struggles we will have the opportunity to build a strong community when we listen another experience because yes we live in a privilege some of us live in a privilege so what are we doing with that privilege go go tight and listen others listen other experience have other initiatives for another vulnerability population so yes that would be my advice go outside and listen and don't try to be the main character in the movie because we are not we need to build our community making all the voices be listened in, in the world that's perfect. Could you recommend some books or podcasts about the topics we've talked about today? Of course, I think more of my area of expertise, I will recommend uh, History of the Sexuality Number 1 from uh, Michel Foucault. It's a short book and you will be understandable about how those mechanisms of normalization or of a status quo trying and has been history for us. So my main recommendation will be that it's an easy going book, even though it's from a philosopher, I think it's an easy going book. And also for Spanish speakers, you can listen Queer Historia Disidentes. It's a podcast you can find out on Spotify. And they are trying an effort to get particular experience from all the LGBT community and making, like I said, listenable, like listen another voices, listen another stroll. So I think if you can take an ear on that podcast, that will be nice. That will be my recommendations. That's a great advice. At times, it is necessary to remember the value of listening to what others have to say. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carlos, and to everyone listening. Go check out Carlos' work in their social media and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us, leave a rating and a review on whichever streaming platform you are using to listen to this podcast. If you want to learn more about the Mexico business ecosystem, don't miss out on our daily audio articles written by the main experts across all industries. We'll see you next Monday with a new view from the top.